Welcome to Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy, where we talk social media marketing, all things business, and inspiration. And now your host, Alaska Tracy. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining in Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy. And I am super excited today to have a very special, cool, awesome guest, Aaron Kim, with us. Welcome, Aaron. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat. <laughs> I just love how life presents little miracles. And I met Aaron Kim at a wedding here in Alaska. Three and a half hours outside of Anchorage. It was an all-weekend wedding, and Aaron is from New York City, and I believe it was your very first wedding. Was yeah, that right? it was my first wedding, first time in Alaska, a lot of firsts, um, but all good. <laughs> Man, and what a gift we met the last night. It was a two-night two night wedding, two-night, like, three-day wedding, and we met the last night, and... We were standing, waiting, maybe it was after they did their ceremony and mm -hmm. small talk, mingling around the bar area, and some gentleman, I can't even remember his name, asked what I did for a living, and I said social media, and he said, oh, there's another girl here that does social media, you've <laughs> got to meet her, and she's got really cool nails, and she's dressed really <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> And immediately, what entered my mind, truthfully, I try to be authentic with my listeners, and so I'm going to be truthful here, what entered my mind was, oh no, I don't want to meet this girl. She's in social media, and she's from New York City, and I just feel threatened. That's immediately oh, no. what went through <laughs> my mind. And yet, I was curious who is this uh -huh. girl? And then another part of my brain went to, I wonder what I could learn from her. And so we mingled mm -hmm. a little bit more and then you appeared. And um, people were like, look, she's the best dressed here, which you were. You had this awesome outfit on <laughs> and the coolest nails. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and you had a really good time at the wedding, right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I definitely wasn't expecting to meet um, another social media person but I think moreover what uh, really excited me about talking with you was just your your open heart and you're so welcoming and uh, the wedding it was set in Alaska because the bride and groom was so where they were so enraptured by the community and welcomingness of um, a lot of their Alaskan like new family and I could immediately kind of feel that just with you Tracy and how you um, welcomed me as a kind of foreigner to Alaska and um, and your husband gave me his coat when it was super cold <laughs> and yeah you're just so kind um, and to to talk about social media from our different worlds is is even more exciting to be able to share that with each other so so yeah it, it was very, very neat. I have tears in my eyes as you're talking. Um, you know, we were talking, Aaron and I were talking before I hit record about social and the business. And it's, it's a new, new world, social media. And there's all these social media experts and strategists and 
And I think with all the newness and the fast-paced world of social media comes a lot of fear. I know, mm -hmm. I know it has for me, and I know in my community, I feel it from others. I've tried to approach others in the business, and I, I feel the sense of fear, like, oh, I don't want to tell you my secrets because yeah. you might copy me, and then you might get the client that I, that I was supposed to get. Or, you know, there's a sense of fear, and, and um, yeah. I know my guest last week, I you know, was just telling you, Erin, about her, that I had fear. She, she's a consultant and does the same thing as me. And then when I got past the fear I, and had her on the podcast, I realized, wow, there is abundance. Again, there's abundance. Mm -hmm. and, and when we can come from a place of abundance and share what works for you, what works for me, and, and how we've grown our lives and and helped other businesses to grow it's really powerful and and that was kevin yeah. and kira's wedding it was all about community and mm -hmm. which is social media right community yeah yeah i think it i think the wedding is actually a perfect segue into talking about social media because um in that perspective of it's about lending your unique creativity that no one else can emulate. At least that's how I approach social is um, what's my unique perspective on, um, on life or on business or on whatever story that I'm approaching that I'm using social media as a tool to lend that story and then working with other storytellers to create something that neither of us could individually create. And I think that's what, what love and relationships are all about is finding what makes you an individual, but creating something that you don't even know could happen by joining forces together. Um, and that's what excites me about social media storytelling is, is always surprising myself and surprising people watching the story or experience the story um, to see something new or think a different way that they never imagined before. Right. It's really powerful. And before we get too far into the interview, I, I just want to read off your, your bio here, which I'm, I'm looking at your LinkedIn bio, and, and it's really amazing. Erin's a social uh, content strategist based in New York City. You've lived in Seattle, Seoul, Berlin, LA, and various mm -hmm. other cities. Uh, you're mm -hmm. uniquely global. Creative vision has attracted brands like J. Crew, Refinery29, Entertainment Weekly, and Yahoo. And you trademark branded storytelling across platforms by creating emotional, interactive experiences and building communities for brands. Your storytelling platform of expertise is social media, digital, also a photographer. I've looked at some of your photography on Instagram. It's beautiful. Um, writing. <laughs> Zine maker, letter writer, singer, and songwriter. What is Zine maker? What is that? So it's it's called Z maker. So it's like the short form of magazine, um, and they're a little. It's just kind of self publishing. So my friend she runs a Zine of the Month club where we make little paper zines every month. And I, it's easier to explain it when I can show you. I wish I could uh, show you right now, um, but. It, I just make it out of a piece of paper every month. There's a theme, whether it's hope or love or um, being lost. 
and I'll gather scraps of paper or draw something and, and create a little story out of paper. So, wow. Yeah. Maybe we could include a little video in the show notes for, for listeners that want to look at the show notes. Mm -hmm. I could maybe include a little link so that you can show us what that, what that is. As well as if you yeah. are looking at the show notes, remember to stay tuned to the end for the free download gift that I'm going to have for you at the end of the show notes. So, um, so you've lived in all these different places and you seem so young. Like how have you had time to live in all these different places? Yeah, I think it all comes down to how I was raised by my mom. She's a very adventurous, fearless lady. And um, just out of kind of what has happened with our family and with my father, she's kind of led me to these different places. So I was born in New Jersey, um, but my father's business had moved out to Korea. So we moved to a town outside of Seoul. Um, and I went to international school there for middle school. Um, but things happened with my family and my mom decided to, to go to a new place. And so she picked the city. We went to Seattle where we knew nobody. And I went to high school there. Um, and then I moved to New York for college. I studied in Berlin. I spent a summer in LA for an internship. Um, and yeah, so I've just kind of moved around. I feel like it's rather representative of this mobile age that we're in where you can kind of find opportunities anywhere you are. Um, but yeah, I, I love experiencing new cultures. And uh, for me, the internet has kind of been my home throughout all of these movements. I could always turn to my blog or my friends that I made through the internet to kind of tell them what's going on um, in the midst of all this newness. So yeah, the wow. internet's been great for me. Very, very neat. So, so these companies that you worked for, J. Crew, Refinery, Twenty Nine Entertainment Weekly, Yahoo. How do you? How did you use storytelling to help them to grow their social media? I know it's yeah, not really so, a sentence answer, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think with social media. What's the experience that you're trying to lend to your audience or what's kind of the message that you want them to take away? And I always try to give something of value to people watching um, through social media. There's a lot of noise out there and I don't want to waste people's time. To me, that's like my biggest fear that I'm wasting people's time through what I'm sharing. So I always want people to know that what I share, whether it's from me personally or from a brand, that it has a point or there's a meaning and a story behind it. Um, so for Entertainment Weekly, um, I, for companies, it always kind of aligns back to their company goals. So at the time when I was there, they had these uh, weekly magazine launches. So every week there's a new magazine, of course. And for each one, um, their regular strategy is to kind of post it on Facebook, the new cover, on Facebook and Instagram and across their channels, but I wanted to do something a little bit more fun and playful and but low lift and um, just something that I could do on my own on Snapchat. And this was before Instagram stories came out. So for them, I, cre I created these scripts of different themed Snapchat stories. So when there was a Mr. Robot um, cover launch, I don't know how familiar you are with the show, but uh, 
I did this script that was themed after the show and I pretended to be the main character that Rami Malek plays. And um, I did it all in black and white, very moody. And it was a series of snaps that was about like two minutes long, I think, in total, the story was. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, it was really great. I pretended to be, I pretended that Mr. Robot was hacking Entertainment Weekly and then they eventually hacked the system so that they um, landed onto the cover of the magazine. And I used some of the editorial interns to act in the little Snapchat story. Um, I think the story is somewhere online. I can send you the link. Oh, that'd be great. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that was one example of of using stories to, to kind of do something different that they haven't done before. And I think the folks liked it. Um, and they have a huge following on Snapchat. So that was a, a great way to do something different. Oh, um, my gosh. They must have been thrilled with you. How unique. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't get to do this all the time. Most of the time was driving traffic because um, they are a, a media publishing um, company. So a lot of the time I was doing Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, um, Tumblr, uh, but I loved whenever I could do the Snapchat stuff. That was my favorite because I really just got to run with it and create something new and different and fun. So, yeah. Wow. And then what about Yahoo? What did you do with Yahoo? So Yahoo, I was primarily on the entertainment editorial vertical. This was a few years ago. So their structure to their online content has changed for sure. But at the time, I helped to write blog posts uh, um, about celebrities. And there was one of my favorites was doing a roundup of celebrity selfie superlatives. So it's kind of like a high school yearbook, like most popular or best dressed um, uh, or most likely to, to be caught by the paparazzi or something like that. But I used uh, celebrities' Instagrams um, to kind of define what their superlative was. So I remember saying Ashley Benson was the most popular because she always had pictures with her friends. Um, and Rihanna was like something funny about how she's always seen by the paparazzi. Um, yeah, so doing fun, different things with celebrities, incorporating social media into content. And I worked really closely with the social media manager there to run their Pinterest. Um, and just experiments because that was a platform that the celebrity channel hadn't leveraged before. So just experimenting and using that platform um, and finding ways to make it more exciting for people on Pinterest. Um, Wow. Did you ever get to meet any of these celebrities? Um, I did sometimes. I went to some red carpet events. So there was like the iHeartRadio red carpet for their music festival. Um, and I had, uh, I'm really bad with names, but I had some celebrities take some selfies um, on my phone and then we would post it on the social channels and be like, hey, look who just posted it, took a selfie with us. Um, I got to interview like James Morrison at a red carpet for an event. Um, and yeah, just doing kind of different fun stuff. <laughs> wow. Did you get to meet Katie Couric? I did not. No. <laughs> I think it been before. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very um, clever. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. 
Okay. Well, I was just going to say one of my favorite things that I've gotten to do for brands um, was with Sweet Green. They're a fast casual, like hipster salad startup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to do a lot with them because I was a one woman show. So um, that's the, that's the positive of working with startups is that you have a lot of leeway to experiment, which is what I like to do with social media. Um, and I got to do uh, Insta meets for them. So that was pretty awesome. That was my next question. Uh, what, what is awesome. Insta meets? Yeah. So Insta meets, I'm not really sure in the history of Insta meets, what was the very first one. I would actually love to read. Um, somebody should write a piece that goes through the history of Insta meets. I don't know if, it, if Instagram was the first one to make it, but it's basically these in real life meetups for people who love to tell stories on Instagram um, to gather up and take photos together. Uh, so it's really just a meetup for Instagrammers and the definition of Instagrammers is really just anybody, you and me, anybody who's on Instagram, or maybe you don't even have to be on Instagram, but you probably have to be on it to find out that an Insta meet is going on. Um, but yeah, so for brands, I knew that this Insta meet community was hot and burgeoning um, a while ago, years ago. And I thought it was super cool and I always wanted to be a part of it. Um, and I just love the aspect of bringing community together and creating something together in real life through your internet friends. Um, so for brands, I was trying to think how and when that could be a relevant moment. And I first thought of it actually when I was working, um, when I was interning with J. Crew and Madewell, I pitched the idea for some of their campaigns. And they actually did do some Insta, Insta meetups, but I wasn't really a part of ideating or executing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to be able to touch that experience for another brand that I was working with. So this week, they were opening their flagship store in Philadelphia. And from my Instagram stalking recollection, I remembered that there's this huge Instagram community in Philadelphia. So as they were, as the brand was figuring out a marketing strategy, I did some poking around on Instagram, found this great guy who had hosted like 20 Insta meets already. He was just this guy who was so invested in the Philadelphia Instagram community. I reached out to him um, and said, hey, I work with Sweet Green, maybe you know about it. Um, I'd love to see what we can do for a new store opening and to do an Insta meet. Uh, and we just kind of hit the conversation from there. And um, I got to bring about 20 Instagram storytellers out to the local farm, Apple Farm, where Sweet Green sources their apples from mm-hmm. in their salad. So we met at the store, the new store, took a bus out to the apple orchard, met the farmer there, took some great photos, went apple picking, um, and the one of the photos from that day would be hung up and framed in the new store. So it was uh, just this kind of 360 experience that I really got to run. That was my favorite thing that I got to do for, for the brand and maybe for any brand. Um, just because everyone was really affected by it and they could see the brand story from start to finish. Um, and even Phil uh, or Al. He, not Phil, that's Philadelphia. Al, he came up to me afterward and said that was like the best branded Insta meet um, that he's ever been a part of. Usually he hates when brands 
get too involved with Instameets, I guess, because they probably make it too commercial or like too product focused. But I really wanted to give them room to experience the story instead of like shove down the product in, in front of their faces or something. So, yeah. So, so it was meeting the real life customers and then mm -hmm. sharing on stories on Insta stories throughout the day, the meetup. On Instagram. Mm -hmm. On Instagram. Wow. Yeah. Very, yeah. very cool. Because then you can repurpose all those stories as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And usually because you provide such um, close, intimate look at your brand through this in-person experience, they'll come away with a lot to write about. So we actually had um, the chef. Chef Michael Stebner, who is the head chef for Sweetgreen, he came to the experience and spoke about his story on why he joined Sweetgreen and why food matters to him and what's his story um, for being a chef. And he was just a great speaker and so powerful. So a lot of people took what he had said and what I had said about my passion for social media to create these really meaningful captions. So not only do you have great images to to share across your channels, um, but you also have these really emotional stories that are not so easy to collect sometimes, um, and those are timeless, I think. Did you invite the media to participate, or did you keep the media out? I kept the media out. I nice. just wanted it to be a, a fun uh -huh. storytelling experience, but yep. that, that would probably be a good idea, too. Okay. It, it, it would, but yeah, it could make it too commercial as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. how, how, how did you keep, like, how did you keep it to a, a certain amount of number of people? Um, uh, so I just kind of thought about what would be a healthy number. There's a lot of public instamates. Most instamates are public, actually, like anyone can come. But this one, because it was such an intimate experience I wanted us to kind of keep it under 30 um, so it still had that intimate quality and I worked really closely with Al um, who's also a great Instagrammer that I think a lot of people can be inspired by and in how he uses social media um, but I worked closely with him to see kind of who were the storytellers in Philly and so he picked out a list and um, from that list, I picked about 10 people, and from those 10 people, each of them brought a friend. So oh. it felt very close and intimate and friendly because everybody knew somebody. Um, but there's definitely lots of different ways to um, create an intimate experience. I think even if we had 20 storytellers, it still would have been intimate because um, they probably knew each other from the community as well. So. Boy, yeah, that's, that's to go about that. Right. I work with a pizza business that has 12 locations in town, so my mind's racing. I'm thinking, wow. Huh. Yeah, that, there could be something there, maybe right. like a scavenger hunt or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something. Wow, that's, mm -hmm. that's really neat. So what could you share with listeners that may be just starting out? A lot of the, the listeners are new, new companies or not new companies, new to social media. Um, I mm -hmm. had uh, 
some a businessman sit down with me yesterday, young in his 30s, and say, I am totally clueless about social media. I've never wanted to get on it. I don't want, I've never wanted to know anything about it. And now I have this business. It's, he's a contractor. So it's in the construction business, uh, not building, but I'm not going to go into too much details. He said, can you just in a, in a paragraph, tell me what, what the heck social media even is and how is it, how can I use it to grow my, my new business? What would you say to that? Yeah, I think, so I think of social media as, as a physical place. I think visualizing it and making it a real thing is a good way to think about it. So I think about it as like your local social club, whether it's like a bowling alley or a cafe, maybe a cafe is a better one. So maybe it's your local cafe and it's kind of this place where everyone goes every day to get their daily coffee and it's where they hang out and you kind of never know who you're going to run into. So that's social media. For brands, I think you have to think about as you start out, like why why you're using social media, this specific tool, like why are you going to this coffee shop to tell your story? And also what is your story? There's so much noise out there and there's so many people trying to say something that I think it's so important to go back to yourself um, as an individual and also as, as your business brand ambassador. Like why, what makes you different? And what's kind of your mission, both in life and as a business and as a company? Um, and if you can kind of write that down, I would think about what are the kind of plot points that can um, that you can leverage to tell that story on social media. So for for this person, the electrician, maybe it's thinking about um, all the different people that you're helping out every day. Maybe you're profiling them, um, taking their picture if it's okay with them, of course, and sharing that online and kind of doing a documentary storytelling uh, kind of thing. Or maybe it's about showing the process behind that job. I, I don't really know how to be an electrician, so it would be pretty cool to learn about that um, if that person is interested in being kind of an educator in that arena. So. There's a lot of different ways to go about one um, one kind of company or subject, but I think it has to be important to you. So if you don't, if the thing that excites you more is um, the process of being an electrician, then I would go with that because that is more passionate and comes more naturally to you as a storyteller than profiling people but if it's the people that excites you then you can go that route as well so that's wow. kind of that's good yeah. that's really good awesome <laughs> yeah yeah what what is your I was looking at your different um, social media platforms and you have international love letters print magazine mm -hmm. what is that project that you're working on what is that all? Yeah. So it's called Let Trey Mag, and it is a collection of love letters from around the world, not all handwritten. Some of them are photos, 
Um, some of them are songs, and they're in different languages. And I started to do this because um, it has a lot to do with with all this noise that that I'm experiencing on social media. I feel like I I love the internet and. I hate when people criticize millennials and that we're too distracted because I think social media is a great tool for finding yourself and for finding authentic relationships. Um, and that's how I've used it. But right now in this moment in time, I'm experiencing that I, when I communicate with people, it's just so fast. You, you text somebody and they say their answer right there. And um, sometimes conversations feel like they're going nowhere because it's just, so immediate and I don't feel like people are always thinking about what they're saying. So I kind of, I wanted to do something that really helps me and other people to take a step back and think about why we communicate in the first place and what it is that you've always wanted to say to somebody, but maybe you've forgotten to say it or never had the chance to say it. Um, so and I've been, from these zines that I make every month, having something physical has been so exciting for me. I love digital storytelling, but I also love having these paper mementos in my home and knowing that I can open it up in my desk anytime and, and see this piece of me that's, that's always in my room. So I wanted to create this magazine that hopefully I can uh, print enough copies to distribute with people so that they can have it in their homes too and, and feel this presence of love and see these stories from different people in different parts of the world who are, who are trying to share their love with other people too and just inspire people to take a step back and say what they really want to say instead of being so fast to just simply respond to somebody or um, being forced to say something because everybody else is saying it or something oh, like that. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. It is. It's become such a fast-paced, can be, and personal world. I liked at the wedding how, I mean, even though I'm sad we didn't take a photo of both of us, um, Kira did, which oh, I need true. to get that photo. But it it was people talking. It was people talking to people. It wasn't. There weren't a whole heck of a lot of people. I mean, people were taking photos and stuff, but just mm -hmm. looking around, it was people talking to people, and there were people there from all over the country. And, and um, yeah, we're losing that, I, I think. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to remember the value of both. And I, I guess for a lot of people, it, it's getting more... We're getting more comfortable with this online form of communication because you can get your answers so fast and you can talk to who you want so fast and, and that's, that's validating. But when we lose balance of kind of having the patience of real relationship building, you know, that's bad too. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't like to say that it's social media or technology's fault because I think it's something more pointing at our own human nature. Um, like we use social media, we, we do this to ourselves for a reason, you know? So I wouldn't say it's technology's fault, um, though a lot of media likes to, to point at that. Um, but I, I'm always wondering, you know, why, why do we do that? 
Um, and this magazine kind of puts that question into dialogue, I think, and, and why we communicate and why we desire validation all the time. Um, so where could people find that magazine? Is it in the works or is it something that is, is out there now? So it's currently in the works, but okay. you can follow along the journey with it and you'll get updates on when it's going to be out on Instagram. It's Letremag, L-E-T-T-R-E-S-M-A-G. So yeah, I'll be updating it there right now. And I have most of, I have all of my submissions and I'm designing it. So just need to lay it out and find a printer. And this is a whole new venture for me. I've never printed a distributable magazine before. So um, it's really daunting, but hopefully it'll be fine. Um, and yeah, I'm going to run a Kickstarter to help fund production for it. Um, and I'm really excited to just be doing it. I think it's going to be one of my most, uh, my, one of my projects I'm most proud of when I'm, I'm done with it for sure. Very cool. Do you, are you looking to make money on it? Like have advertisers or? Um, I don't know. I'm really hmm. bad at making money for myself. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll do that. I just want to break even with production. Um, yeah, that's kind of my goal to fundraise and crowdsource funding more um, printing costs because that's a lot of money in itself. But if I could make money from it, that would be pretty great. <laughs> well, that's where my vision board class might come in handy for you. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm always looking at ways to, I mean, that's immediately where my brain went with, with you was, oh, you could get advertisers. We get this oh, monthly magazine in the mail. It's a new magazine that just started you know, within the last six months, and it's, we live on the south side of Anchorage, so it's Southsiders, whatever. I don't know what the name of it is. And mm -hmm. there's local businesses that have started it. They're contributors for it. So I imagine they, as contributors, put money into it. And they get advertising in it. And then there's articles about people, business owners that, live on the south side and a little bit of history about their businesses and their family life and photos and and um I, I was picking it up I picked it up and looked at it yesterday and and I thought huh I wonder you know they're trying to bring back a, a magazine in print mm -hmm. and uh so yeah if you had people like you know even myself with a little ad in there uh Alaska Tracy mm -hmm. and tip of the week or tip of the day or or a post of Alaska or something like that and then you you know this little box is going to cost x amount and um mm. yeah and, and that way you wouldn't even need to do a kickstarter you just get these people that want to be in your magazine and that's my background yeah. that's my specialty <laughs> oh yeah that's a great idea i'm taking notes good <laughs> <laughs> I know as you were talking and, and that's the back to where we started this conversation back to the fear that's mm -hmm. when you when when one is able to walk through the fear and say wow this person is also a social media strategist whatever that means today right yeah. and, and realize that Aaron and um, I'm drawing a blank 
you know, that if you were to put a handful of us in a room, we all have different strengths and we can all uh -huh. learn from each other. And there's business out there for all of us. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's the beauty of social media. Yeah. Like really having a conversation with, with people in your industry and then being able to you to connect with me and say, Hey, can you help me with this? Which I would be happy mm -hmm. to. And me reaching out to you and saying, Hey, I have this new client. I don't know what to do with, you know, can you help me with, I mean, Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and I very, think going very, back to that, it's, it's about a willingness to be vulnerable too, because if you're always saying that you're perfect and you don't need help online, then people aren't going to uh, see you as open to that sort of vulnerable conversation and, and looking for support or helping each other or growing together. And I think that's what I always try to do online is to admit the parts where I'm still growing or to talk about hard stuff in my life. Um, and I think that's something I try to do for brands too, is to, to be a little bit vulnerable and human, but that's really tricky for a business. So the line is a little bit finer. And, it is, um, it is. But, it, yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and really I find I'm attracting clients that are okay with that, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and those are the yeah. people I really want to work with. So, so where can people find you? And then we're going to wrap up. I'm hearing I'm in a warehouse. That's where my office outside of my house is. And I'm hearing a okay. lot of noise below me. And I'm thinking, darn it. <laughs> so where can people find you? Where would you? Can you hear that? That's terrible. Oh. <laughs> no, I hope everything's okay. Okay. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram um, at Agnes on Duty. My name is Agnes there because that's kind of my creative alter ego. I like to do creative things under that name because I'm very self-conscious about people judging me. But anyway, so that's Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have an email blog uh, using the storytelling platform called Tiny Letter um, where I write creative writing, personal essays there. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of all over. I sing songs on YouTube, so I can send you all those links. Ooh, fun. Okay, well, look for the show notes where I will put Erin's uh, all her links. Uh, you can find Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy. Also, on iTunes, remember to follow. Hit the follow button or subscribe button, whatever it is. Follow, subscribe, so that you'll get the latest and greatest uh, new episodes. And I think... Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time today, Erin. Yeah, thank you. This has been so fun. I know. I look forward to doing it again in six months and seeing where you're at then. So Yeah, that will be awesome. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. We're going to call it a wrap for today. And join in next week, Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>